Hey everyone, welcome to Sanctuary Daily. My name is Andrew. It's great to be with you. Hope you're doing all right. Uh, today I have a very special guest with me, my friend Ashley Zabriskie. Uh, Ashley uh, is a part of the leader community at Sanctuary Church. She's also on staff at uh, InterVarsity. Uh, she's on her way to grad school. Just really incredible leader in our community. She started an outpost uh, at Sanctuary, a, uh, a project called Necessary Grief. Um, so this is about exploring grief, a space to explore grief and suffering and, uh, and where God is in the midst of all of that. And this is a project that I know is just born from uh, some real deep grieving in her own life uh, that she's going to share a bit about. And uh, I think this is just an important word for this moment. We are all experiencing loss. We're all grieving in some sort of way in this season, whether it's the loss, actually human loss that has happened in your life or... It's uh, the loss of, um, of freedom. It's the loss of a job. It's just the loss of, of normalcy and rhythm and routine. And so I think this topic of grief is important for all of us uh, right now, uh, especially even just following uh, my teaching on Sunday, uh, talking about the importance of slowing down, of, of crying, of dealing in reality, of realizing when we actually slow down enough to grieve, um, Jesus says, blessed are those who grieve. Uh, we allow um, God's healing in, in new and, uh, and very real ways. So with all of that, uh, I'm going to kick it over to Ashley and uh, just really excited for you to hear what she has for us today. So here we go. Hi, everyone. As Andrew mentioned, my name is Ashley, and I am so grateful to be here and share with you all today. Today, I want to talk to you all about a topic that has been popping up in a lot of places recently, specifically on social media. That topic is grief. And with the current state of our world being turned upside down due to the coronavirus pandemic, it makes a lot of sense that this is being talked about. Just a little over five years ago, I had my first experience with grief that shook up my world to a point of seeking and questioning who God was in the midst of it, if he was even there at all. And if he was there, did he care? In March 2015, I was living what I would call a pretty typical life as a college sophomore. One afternoon on a Friday, my sorority sisters and I were chatting about what we were going to do that evening. We decided to take a nap and reconvene after. About an hour later, I woke up to 15 missed calls and texts from my brother. I was about to find out that my mom had died unexpectedly that day. Going home to my family that night, I remember just feeling numb. It was all so surreal. Grief has that effect. The questioning of God began that night as I wondered where my mom was now if physically she wasn't here anymore. Over the next five months, I did anything and everything to keep busy and straight up avoid the pain that grief had brought into my life. If I thought of God, I thought, if he's real, then I'm mad at him. It wasn't until about five months after my mom's death that I met Jesus for the first time. And in meeting him, I got to know a God who, one, did not take my mom. We don't have a God who orchestrates tragedy. We have a God who works for good in the midst of it. And two, I came to know a God who cared deeply about me and the grief I was experiencing. A God who wept with me and my family even when we didn't realize it, even when we blamed him. A merciful, gracious, compassionate, and caring God a God who comforts. So today, as I share about grief in this current moment, I want to invite you to do it through the lens of having a God who cares deeply about our grief and weeps with us. 
There are so many stigmas attached, attached to grief. Like I said before, I used to wonder if God even cared or if he wanted me to just wipe my tears, count my blessings, and move on. A touching excerpt from the Gospel of John in the Bible debunks that line of thinking that's actually not at all based in truth. Jesus has just arrived in Bethany after getting word that Lazarus, a dear friend of his, was ill. By the time Jesus arrives, Lazarus is dead and his sisters and friends are mourning. Let's see what the Gospel of John has to tell us about Jesus' response to the grief of those around him. It's John eleven thirty three to 35 When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Just last month, many of us were still commuting to work. We were planning parties and gatherings for the coming few months. We were RSVPing to weddings and baby showers. We were looking forward to Easter services and gatherings. I don't think a lot of us anticipated that we'd be confined to our homes just weeks later. That we would have to weigh the risk of going to the grocery store. That we would be filing for unemployment. We are all feeling an unease, and it is quite possible that that unease that many of us are feeling is in fact grief. So what stops us then from naming and allowing ourselves to feel that grief? Well, first, it could be a lack of recognition that what you are experiencing may be grief. Again, the unease, the change we feel within us, could be grieving the loss, the change, the not knowing we are all experiencing in this current season. It's grieving the postponed wedding or baby shower. It's grieving the loss of a job and financial stability. It's grieving weekly gatherings and sitting in our favorite coffee shop. I think it's so easy to only associate grief with loss via physical death of a loved one. Of course, John 11 is referring to the physical death of a person, but I believe Jesus cares deeply about the wide range of things we can grieve and that we currently are grieving. I began by sharing about my mom's death, but I have experienced multiple seasons of grief since then that had nothing to do with physical death. While physical death is something we grieve, grief is actually so much broader than that. We can grieve a million different things, the loss of a relationship, expectations, a dream, a job. Like I said before, this pandemic is bringing about so many different losses. Once we recognize that it's grief we may be feeling, I think comparison and shame can actually inhibit us from allowing ourselves to acknowledge our own experiences of grief. For some of us, it might feel silly to grieve our way of life that has been turned upside down. It might feel silly to grieve the closing of businesses and even the loss of a job when we look around and see people losing their lives to this virus. Grief expert David Kessler says it so simply, the worst loss is always yours. The worst loss is always yours. Remember, grief is not self-pity. These two things are quite different. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines self-pity as a self-indulgent dwelling on one's own sorrows or misfortunes. Psychology Today defines grief as the acute pain that accompanies loss. Loss is not just losing a loved one to death. Loss is losing a job, a relationship, and the majority of us have lost our daily norms. 
And grief is allowing ourselves to feel and process the loss without letting it define us. Sometimes there's a tendency to say, well, others have it so much worse, so I can't complain. However, the comparison of grief is actually an insidious trap. The comparison of grief actually helps no one. Because the reality is we are all grieving something right now, however large or small. No one's pain or grief is more or less valid. In some way, somehow, that unacknowledged grief finds its way back. So once we do the painful work of naming and acknowledging these experiences of grief, how then do we actually grieve? What does it look like to practically engage with our grief? How do we allow ourselves to acknowledge, feel, and experience our grief? I wish there was a nice and neat PDF available that details exactly how to grieve and then move forward. And while, yes, there are so many wonderful resources out there for grieving, grief isn't linear. And everyone has a different way of approaching and moving through grief. In my own process of learning how to grieve, the number one thing that has helped me is learning to be brutally honest with God. Oftentimes, I think we're afraid to be honest with God because we feel guilty, like God will, some, will for some reason shun us for sharing our real and raw feelings with Him. Well, the thing about this line of thinking is that it's actually not at all based in truth. In fact, the Bible demonstrates quite the opposite. If God is who He says He is— who we say he is, then he already knows every thought and feeling of ours before we even think or feel it. An example of this brutal honesty I'm talking about is demonstrated in the Bible in the book of Psalms. Guys, the book of Psalms is a wild roller coaster of thoughts and emotions. Psalm 13, for example, begins with David saying, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts, and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? David is being brutally honest with God, and we're invited to do the same thing, to approach God with our full and messy selves. God is not afraid of our anger. God is not afraid of our sadness. God is not afraid of our disappointment. God is not afraid of our grief. And something really beautiful is that honesty with God is really fertile ground to grow in intimacy with Him. So let's all give ourselves and each other permission to grieve, and more importantly, to invite Jesus into that grief. Remember, by grieving your own thing, you're in no way invalidating someone else's hard thing. So maybe an invitation today is to bring your honest thoughts and feelings to God. And if you don't know where to begin, a few questions to consider could be one, in what ways, if any, am I experiencing disappointment right now? Another could be in what ways, if any, am I experiencing anger right now? And lastly, what am I actually even feeling? Identifying the emotion you may be experiencing during this grief period is actually a great start. There are a lot of them. There are so many different things we could be feeling. You aren't surprising him. He already knows everything in your heart and mind, and he still loves you unconditionally. 
speak in your head, maybe find a quiet place to yell or even write a letter. And be honest with the one who knows every part of you and loves you more deeply than you could ever know or imagine. So as I end here, I would just love to pray for us all. Jesus, thank you so much that you are a God who actually grieved. You are a God who walked on earth and experienced pain and suffering and loss. And you wept with us and you still weep with us. So Lord, I pray for everybody listening right now. Lord, I pray um, that you would just be present with them in their grief. That you would bring clarity to certain things they may be experiencing or feeling. And yes, Lord, we always ask for healing and we crave and we want that. We want healing for our world. But Lord, I pray that this wilderness and this time of potential grief would not be wasted and that everyone here would actually grow more intimate with you in this time. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Peace be with you all.